You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. morning and welcome to Castle Hills Christian Church from uh, where, wherever you are in our current environment. Uh, we'll be continuing on our series in uh, Philippians. We'll be in chapter 2 and our main uh, verses today will be uh, verses 5 through 11. And if your Bible is titled, it'll probably be titled something about servanthood, the joy of, of serving. And when you traditionally you think about servants and servanthood, it's not a high priority position. It's not anything that's glamorous. Um, the Webster's Dictionary version in itself is, you know, working for someone or doing something for someone. And that's usually not uh, a good represent, representation. And it takes, you know, kind of the, the positivity out of it. And like I said, it's not always, not always a good thing. But, you know, for example, when, when you go to a restaurant, whether it's you know one that's on your normal rotation, a place that you've been to, and you order you order your meal and you're expecting you know good food, the food comes and the food is good, but the service is lacking. It kind of puts a downer on the overall experience. And then on the contrary, you go and maybe the food's not all that great, but the service is really good. You know it kind of enhances it brightens the overall the overall experience and you can you can kind of put up with the fact that the food wasn't wasn't fabulous but you know my wife and I have a place that we go to on a on a, a monthly basis for kind of our our morning breakfast dates and by accident we got a server uh, two times in a row and she remembered what we had the last time and we began just asking for for her when we go and she knows what we like, um, you know, how we want the eggs, how we want our bacon, kind of what we normally order. And, you know, we show up and if there's a really long line, she'll sometimes try to get us in a little earlier. She asks about how our family's doing, you know, we check in with her. And, you know, it just makes the overall experience that, that much more enjoyable when you have really good service. And if you go somewhere and, you know, it happens one time, you don't know if that person was just having a really good day or whether they truly enjoy, you know, their, their current, you know, job, whatever it is that, that they're doing. It takes a special heart uh, to do that day in and day out and remain, you know, positive and, and have a good time doing it. And we rarely think of servanthood as anything to do with, with royalty or, you know, any kind of leadership. But as we jump in, to our verses. Again, it'll be uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. It says, when you're at, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow 
in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God and the Father. See, Jesus humbled himself and he came to earth. He left everything he had and it wasn't something that could be grasped. So he left everything. He left his royalty, he left his power. He came to earth as a humble man, just a man. You know, he made himself nothing in taking on the very, that very nature of human form. And then he humbled himself in obedience to death and death on the cross. You see, Jesus humbled himself, and because he humbled himself and was obedient in death on a cross, he exalted him. He gave him the name above all names. See, and kind of the, the thing here is God honors humbleness. In Matthew 23, we see the Pharisees. God tells the people, don't be like them. What they do, they do for the people to see, not for him. God's reward is not always earthly, but it is in heaven. So he, said, he tells you, the greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humble, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. James 4.10, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Again, not everything that we receive is going to be here on this earth. There's going to be rewards in heaven. And many of us look for large impacts. If you can't go big, go home. And so we don't do the small things. It's It's got to be big if I'm going to do it. But how do we, what do we do? How do we treat the servants of the world? How do we treat the garbage man? How do we treat the mailman? How do we treat, you know, whoever it may be that's there to make our experience better? What do we do and how do we do it? Well, Jesus gave us an example of servanthood and what we should do. If we look at John 13, in verses 14 through 17, Jesus is washing the parable's feet, or Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. In the, and he gets to Peter, and Peter tells him, no, you're not, gonna wash my, you're not gonna wash my feet. And Jesus basically tells him, if I do not wash your feet, you have no part of me. And Peter, you know, we gotta love him. He says, well, wash all of me then. And Jesus explains to the disciples, and he says, now, that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You should also wash each other's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is the messenger the one who who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now, Washing the disciples' feet in itself wasn't a 30-second event. It was something that took time as he washed each individual foot of the disciples and then all 12 of them. So as they sit there watching him wash their feet, I'm sure there were many discussions, but he took the time. He did it. He told them, do as I do. I have served you. And he tells them, If I do not do this, you have no part 
of me. He said, we cannot live in Christ, and Christ cannot live in us if we are not serving. See, it's only through that servanthood that we are whole. It's only through that servanthood that we can follow God's calling. And as we go through, go through life, it's how do we serve, who are we serving, and what are we doing, and what example are we leaving for others? And in the ultimate, ultimate example, God left us this. He gave us communion. You see, as he came and walked the earth, he was obedient to death, even death on the cross. You see, he left his royal throne for a manger. He left the streets of gold for the dirt and the dust of the earth. He came to walk with us. In that time, they didn't really look at the cross as a glorious thing. The cross was left for the lowly, the pun, you know, when they were punished and, and, and put to death for, for their breaking the laws of, of that time, whether they were guilty or not. Now, from previous sermons, you know that you know, I, one of the things I carry in my pocket is, is a silver cross. And back, back in those days, again, they didn't, they didn't see it as a grand and glorious thing. Can you imagine, you know, 2,000 years from now or whoever, you know, people running around with gold electric chairs or, you know, diamond-encrusted, you know, hyper, uh, hyperbaric need, needles, you know, that they, we currently use when uh, people are, are executed. Probably not going to happen, but it's kind of, the, the, kind of the same thing. You see, God came, and in that obedience, he died for our sins so that we have not only have the example, but we are forgiven of our sins, that we can be restored, we can be made whole, we can continue to walk with him.